How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yeah, buddy. That's it for the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. I had a blast. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Like, <laughs> if I ever start, like, any type of, like, betting or gambling show, outside of, like, I, I've done odds on sports here on the fan. But uh, <laughs> I was loose yes- yesterday, and I just kept cashing. I'm telling you, like, if you've heard me on the fan, I said I was embarrassed with how much money I had lost from week one to week 18. I made it all back in three days. (laughs) Hey, yo, I was on a straight heater. And if I ever do my own, like, original show, the show is going to be called I Got Five on it. Because the way that I responsible, or the way that I gamble responsibly, the way I practice responsible uh, gambling, I don't do bets more than 5 or $10, you know? And I understand, like, there's some people that think that approach is foolish. Oh, you make these parlays, you're never going to win. But, like, I have a method. And honestly, I perfected the method through losing uh, the whole regular season, which, you know, I was saying to my wife, which she doesn't care. I always just tell her stuff. She doesn't get it. I'm like, I think, you know what? In the regular season, it's too hard for me to focus because there's so many games and so there's so many options and so many things to bet on. In the playoffs, I can lock in on the teams, the players, and what I think is going to happen and make those parlays five or ten bucks. And, uh, yeah, all the money that I lost gambling in the NFL season week one through 18, I made back in three days. You Check my Instagram. Check my Twitter. I'm not flexing. I'm relieved. <laughs> like I'm not flexing, I'm relieved because it's gone bad. But uh, what else am I relieved about? Dak Prescott didn't throw a pick. Dak Prescott breaks his streak. He didn't throw an interception. He did not throw an interception. And I was gonna open the show with you know uh, you know my notes. My notes are f- full of stuff now. But I was gonna open the show with who played better than Daniel Jones, right? They talk about the playoffs and what you playoffs. They talk about what you need in the playoffs. Defense wins championships, but quarterbacks win in the playoffs. And I'm watching Daniel Jones, and I'm like, this guy has outplayed every quarterback. I guess you can throw Dak in there. 
it's close because Dak had the four TDs. Dak ends up throwing for 305 yards. But Dak is playing against the eight and nine Bucks. And I know, I know the 13 and four uh, Vikings aren't the greatest team either, but they have 13 wins. And Daniel Jones, that was his first playoff game on the road. I'm so impressed with that kid. And uh, I, I listened to WFAN today, and I'm glad people like really put respect on his name. Because from the time that he got drafted, I'll never forget the video of the kids that were like freaking out to the point they were falling on the ground mad that the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. Dave Gettleman is somewhere smiling right now. See, I told you I was in full bloom love with that kid, and it took him some time to bloom. It took him some time to become, and I don't really think it was his fault. It was the Giants' fault, and I'm glad the Maras and the Giants said, we messed this kid up. He's hardworking. He's athletic. He can throw. He can run. Oh, and he did what I've been saying. This is what I've been saying. I think Tiki said something like this, too. He did what I said he needed to do. So, obviously, they are coaching him. He stiff-armed Patrick Peterson. I loved it. I'm like, is he is he adding moves to his run game? Because for a while, I've been saying Daniel Jones just runs straight up and down, and it's like he's waiting for someone to contact him. He's waiting for someone to hit him. The thing about Josh Allen, when he runs... He's trying to initiate contact. And I know that's reckless for a quarterback, but these are big dudes. They're strong dudes. And usually when the quarterback takes off anyway, you know, the defense is like, they're not, they're not looking at you like they're tackling Christian McCaffrey or Tony Pollard or Travis Etienne. They're looking at you like a quarterback. So for Daniel Jones throwing stiff arms and like starting to run a little bit differently as far as like set the defender up, juke somebody, give him a stiff arm, make a move. Lower your shoulder on him. He did that. And uh, Giants fans got to be happy. I woke up this morning. I'm a Dallas fan. And the first song that came to my mind was Walking the Trap, Take Over Your Trap. Hey, hey, Walking Your Trap, Take Over Your Trap. That's Bankroll Fresh, Take Over Your Trap. Look it up if you aren't familiar with Bankroll. RIP Bankroll. That's hip-hop. But that's the Giants' new anthem. It started off in the beginning of the season, that juicy, it was all a dream, was their anthem. And look at how far the dream has taken them. Now they are literally walking into your trap and taking over your trap. Skull! Skull! (laughs) Those goofy Minnesota fans. (laughs) The Giants walked in there with so much confidence, and they took that game right away. Giants fans, call me up. You you can still live in this. I know it is now Tuesday, but you can still live in this before you turn the page to get ready for the Eagles. And you know what we have in common? I hate the Eagles. They're probably my least favorite NFL team. I can't stand Philly and their fans. I don't go down there. (laughs) My brother and my sister went down there many moons ago. My brother was a Giants fan. And they didn't know what they were walking into. And I tried to warn them. And afterwards, they said, never again. You're surrounded by clowns in Lincoln Financial. I went down to the draft in 2017. And I'm wearing my Dez jersey. And I'm getting harassed. Hey, what time's your flight land? I'm like, I drove here. Oh, my. Meanwhile, these guys are all huddled up, worshiping Carson Wentz, who steps on stage. 
but they were getting at me for being a Dallas fan. The world was a different place once they won the Super Bowl. They can't win it again. Come on, Giants. How cool would it be if the Giants go knock them off? Of course they can. It's a new season. Let me repeat that. It's a new season. And if you're watching the Giants, like I've watched the Giants this year, that's a new team. That team doesn't look like the team in the beginning of the year. They got better every year. They got healthier towards the end of the year. They got some guys back, and some guys, their confidence grew. I've never seen the Giants lit like this, so I wanted to come on and say that first. I wish I was on after the, after the game because I was like, this is different for me. And I guess, you know, the fan has an effect because I had the Thursday Night Live show. I really was covering the Giants, watching the Giants, studying up on the Giants this year. They're easy to love. They're easy to love. We'll go through that. I feel like I got to touch on some more of the games. Actually, Evan is on the phone. Let's go to Evan in Jersey City. I don't want to hold you up. I'm taking whoever calls. What's up, Evan? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Great. How are you? All right. So this is my question for you. And uh, I, 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 I'm a diehard Giants fan. I couldn't be happier. I don't like the whole thing. Everyone talks about the play with house money. But having that, having been said that, if we lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm not going to be as devastated as I would be in other years because we've come so far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the drought is over. You got one, not one and done. And first yeah. year of your rebuild, you can stand on at least one playoff win. Agreed. So my question is this. So, like, you know, we've seen so many times that, like, uh, your Josh, Dan, Josh, sorry, Josh McDaniels or, like, a lot of coaches – who take the leap a little too young to a head coaching position they might not be credit for. Now, Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka have already been, uh, I've said, we're not going to take interviews until after the season stuff, but how if you're Joe Shane or if you're uh, Brian Dayball, convince like, some people like that to be like, look, guys, you can go make that leap and you're going to take over a bad team maybe, but I think we're really on the verge of building something here. How, what's the thought process in trying to convince guys that have probably have better options on the table that they could, that they better for them in the long run to stay in New York, especially Wayne Martindale, who is uh, later in his career. Mike Kafka is a little younger. Well, it, it's not a matter of convincing them to stay. Let's start with Brian Dable. He's been interviewing for jobs the last two years before he landed this Giants job, maybe even before that. So he's literally been in their shoes, right? And the second sure. part is it's their job. They're being paid to do this job. Job's yeah. not finished. So before you start thinking about where you're going next, we got a job to do right here. I love that Dable in his media availability said that Mike Kafka won't do any interviews leading up to this Eagles game. They're focused on the task at hand. And, you know, the Texans, the Panthers, the Colts. After that game, you know, the Colts and I think other teams, everyone in the NFL is looking at the Giants and they're saying, what is going on there? Yeah. Because this never happens. Do you think they see the big? Do you think? Would you say that it, you'd say Mike Kafka, especially as a younger guy, Mike Kafka? And by the way, he even though he's calling the plays, it is Brian Dayball's offensive scheme. So it's not like it does. That's my biggest thing. Is like it's not Mike Kafka's offense. He just happens to be. Uh, it's check me executed. out, bro. It's his first year as an offensive coordinator with so Daniel you think Jones. They see bigger picture. I think that this is something that they, like they're going to keep building on this. I think so, too. Like, I don't think they're running away for greener pastures after one year. And Wink, Wink had his whole issue with the with the Ravens last year. That's how he ended up here. Right. I think he likes the guys he has on defense. 
Oh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm not saying. Oh, no part of me thinks that these guys are just. I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they want to go. We're looking at the Texans, the Panthers, and the Colts. I don't think they want to go to Houston, Charlotte, or or Indianapolis. They're in New York, and they're back in the New York groove. There, there's no greener pastures right now. Hey, well, I tell you what. Don't forget. Don't think for a second that the Los Angeles Chargers job isn't up for grabs in the potentially near future. I mean, it, uh, it it could be, but there was a report today that they're going to stick with, you know, Brandon Staley, whatever. Um, yeah. And if they were well, to make a move with Sean Payton. They, yeah, it's good to know that, that you we have coaches that Brian Dayball, especially a guy like Brian Dayball, could be the ones to be like, guys, don't just take – because, you know, especially, hey, with human nature to want to pursue an a opportunity, something like being the NFL head coach. But it, it's good to know that I think that Dayball and Shane have convinced these guys, like, guys, we're doing something real here. Don't just jump at a paycheck just because you think it's, a, like, the immediate fix. I know? don't think these guys are Agreed. even kind of like that. Thanks for the call, good. Evan. I think that what they started here, this is year one, and they're not done. They're ahead of schedule. In the first year of them being together with these players that everyone said weren't talented, that the roster had no names, that these guys weren't good enough to do it, what got them there? The coaching staff. There is also a culture that they have developed, and there's also a pedigree of the New York Giants. The New York Giants do this. I hate to say it, but this is already giving everyone flashbacks to what they've done before. On the road, walking your trap, take over your trap. These guys have done this before our way, right? That's their whole slogan, our way. Their way is, okay, it's a new season. Doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. We take it week by week here. And this group of coaches was the difference this year. This group of coaches made the difference for Daniel Jones, for Kayvon Thibodeau, for the whole team. There are guys on this roster that were picked up off the... Like, let's talk about Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins' face was flashed last week when John Brown scored a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills because John Brown had on his jersey number that he had, but no one ever saw him play because he was on the practice squad. You know when you watch Hard Knocks and they cut guys, but they end up on the practice squad? Isaiah Hodgins is a touchdown machine. He's a touchdown maker. That's what he was at Oregon State. And that's what he's figuring out how to be for the Giants. And I'm watching this kid in the game Sunday, and I'm like, this. I don't want to hear anything about they don't have any wide receivers. This guy looks like a top NFL wide receiver. He catches the ball with his hands. He's got great footwork. Tony Totap. He runs great routes. He's big. He gets in front of the defender. He's a big target for Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones is putting the ball on the money. And he doesn't drop the ball. Okay, now I've got calls coming in. So I'm not even going to stick to my agenda. Let's talk Giants. Let's talk Cowboys. I doubt anyone really is going to uh, tell me anything about J.K. Dobbins tonight. Um, I doubt anyone really cares to talk about Jalen Waddle dropping passes. Um... I don't think anyone really cares about Geno Smith's effort and DK Metcalf scoring two touchdowns. Like I don't, th- I don't think the games, those other games matter. This is New York. It's over now. Super Wild Card Weekend. 
what I'm referring to is over now. I think the conversation is still around what we saw from the New York football giants going to Minnesota and beating the Vikings, which when I came on Friday, the first thing I said was don't get cold feet now. Don't start changing your mind now. It's too late for that. If you feel like the Giants are going to win, be confident. Don't bring that negative energy to wherever you're going to watch. Watch party, uh, barbecue, uh, friends having people over, family party. Don't don't start second-guessing yourself. You know what you have. And they came out and put up 31 points. And uh, the, the narrative around the Giants for years, the last couple of years, was that they couldn't score 30 points. So let's get some people on the phone. Um, also, we're going to talk about this Cowboys game. I mean, they beat the Bucks. I'm a Dallas fan, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm I'm only yelling at the TV two times. Touchdowns and miss extra points. Touchdowns, yeah, miss extra point. Uh, you you know what, it, what I was probably saying when uh, Brett Maher was missing extra points. And he's a good kicker. I had him in fantasy. He helped me win. He had 18 points in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. I don't know how many points he had tonight, but he left a ton of points on the board, but what it is is a win for the Dallas Cowboys organization that they desperately needed. Dak Prescott's second playoff win. He locked in. He didn't throw an interception. He had like 12 straight completions at one point, and uh, the Cowboys have weapons. So depending on uh, you know what this matchup with Brock Purdy looks like, the Cowboys got to feel like they have a shot to compete with the Niners, and they got to be looking for revenge because the Niners came to Dallas and knocked them off in the first round last year. All right, I've said enough. All the calls are Giants and Cowboys, so let's go with it. Zig is in Trenton on the fan. What's up, Zig? How about them Cowboys, Keith? What's How about them, man? How about them? I'll take it. I will take it. No, nah, that was great. We were talking about positive vibes last week. Hey, turned into a victory this week. But uh, hopefully, you know, keep those positive vibes going into next week. And like you said, Brock Purdy, hey, I'll take going against a rookie quarterback. You know, hasn't lost yet. Let's Maybe, talk about you know, Brock Purdy for a second. He had, and now i got to go back and pull up the box score. Because he had some moments where he looked like a rookie, where he had some Zach Wilson moments, where I was like, okay, hold on. Let's see what's up with this kid. I mean, early in that game, the Seahawks had everyone on notice. We were looking around like, uh, are the Seahawks not just going to cover? Obviously, they did it. Is is Geno Smith going to do it, you know? Yeah. And Brock Purdy, you you know what happened? I meant to say this on air, and I wrote in my notes. Jonathan Abram who is the safety that, if everybody watches Hard Knocks, I don't know, but Jonathan Abram is the safety out of, I think, Alabama, I forget where, or no, Mississippi State, and he played for the Raiders. He was the one that called uh, Sam and Salmon at the restaurant. Uh, They ended up cutting him, and the Seahawks pick him up, and there's a tackle on Debo Samuel where he tries to, like, twist his ankle at the end, and Debo throws his hands up, and then after that, the Niners went into half, and they came out of half, and they just closed mm-hmm. the game. They didn't let him come back. So if 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 the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons and company can get to Brock Purdy and make him, you know, look like a rookie, rattle him a little bit, get home on him, then maybe he doesn't have the opportunity to get the ball in the hands of all of his weapons, Samuel, uh, Ayuk, Kittle. McCaffrey, and then maybe the Cowboys have a shot, but I don't know. We'll see what the—I got to check Fandle and see what the line is for that game. How are you feeling about tonight, and how are you feeling about the prospects for the Cowboys going into uh, Santa Clara on Sunday? Uh, 
obviously loved it tonight. I think I saw it was like three and a half or four. So uh, that, that's what I saw the early line, but I'm sure it'll probably move a little Yeah, it's bit. four. But D- Dallas is little, um, little four point disappointing. A little disappointing watching bigs tonight on defense. I mean, and, and I want to say for like the last half of the year, I don't know if, you know, last season, you know, made him get a big head or anything. There was one play, it was like third and long. Little short pass, five yards before yeah. the stick. He gets, he gets beat and, a lot. Josh Strap got freaking dropped on the. He ground. takes chances. He had a he had a, a tackle where he didn't bring his hands. Yeah, missed yep. tackle. Didn't wrap up. Yep. And it's just like this dude had a bunch of interceptions last year because he wasn't really known. So he was he able to kind yep. of bait the quarterback into throwing the ball, and he was able to cheat, and he was able to steal some passes. You can't do that in the NFL. They watch film. And once they, you know, watch enough film on you and see what you do, they're running double moves on you, and they're setting you up where you can't really do that. And Diggs is not as good of a corner this year uh, as he was last year. He's a liability, honestly. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll end with this. Yeah, I know you were talking about people going into Philly. I'm in Trent, you know, 45 minutes away. I've been going the last few years. I've actually been surprised. They've gotten the fans have gotten a little bit soft after they've won the Super Bowl. Oh. You know, even walking walking through the parking lots in the oh, tailgates, nice. even in you know, only gotten you know a handful of fus and all that. So <laughs> they've, they've they've gotten a little bit softer. So you know, it, it. I I was honestly hoping that the Vikings would pull it off. So hopefully we were going to Philly, and I know I was going to be in the building if they were playing. So you know, nothing to be afraid of down there. Yes, sir. All right, take it easy, Keith. Thanks for the call, Zig. Cowboys fans, you're allowed to call tonight, you know, after the win. We'll talk about it. This is the official home of the New York Giants, though. So none of the trash talk. And I feel like that's not needed, right? I feel like there are no Dallas Cowboys fans poking their chest out and talking tough. Uh, A lot of us were worried about losing to Tom Brady again. And right now, the way it's set up, it's like, hey, let's go Giants. Knock off the Eagles. And... Maybe you'll be coming to Dallas, and we'll see you in the NFC Championship. How grand would that be? You never know. It could happen. Young Josh in Passaic. How you feeling, young man? Great, Keith. What about you? Good, good. Fun weekend. Uh, won some cash. And uh, the team that I chose when I was a wee little lad didn't get bounced in the first round. And obviously with the Giants also, I mean... Something I don't think you mentioned yet, how the Giants took out Justin Jefferson after that first drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the Justin Jefferson stuff, I blame that partly on Kirk Cousins, but also because he was strapped. I mean, Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney over the top, um, the the Giants' defense is good. I don't don't know what else to say. Wink Martindale, like— they, they're good. They're better than people really give them credit for. They shut that, that kid down, and he's being talked, at, talked about as a Hall of Famer and the best receiver in the league. And, you know, in, in a primetime playoff game like that, he didn't have his way. So if you can stop the best receiver in the league, go stop A.J. Brown. Go stop Devontae Smith. Maybe that was a problem like, uh, with T.J. Hawkinson because he was able to rack up a lot of yards. After his catches, I mean, a big thing with the Giants' offense, though, with Daniel Jones, is that they didn't rely on Saquon Barkley running the ball too much. I think he had, like, 10, 15 carries. Jones had a lot of carries. He had a lot of those play actions rolling out. Hey, whatever and works. I mean, whatever I was works. Watching, watching the game with a Cowboys fan, when Slayton had a big drop at the end, I'm like, that's not supposed to be the Giants. They're supposed to have the guy step up. It's supposed to be C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys tomorrow. Yeah, that Slayton drop. 
I I don't know. I, I'm like, no way. I'm like, that that would have been terrible. That would have been something he would never have lived down. But they bailed him out. They won the game. Even that Dexter Lawrence, when that you I talk about NFL bogus a lot. When that roughing the passer flag comes in, I'm like, this is the NFL being bogus. They're giving Kirk Cousin and the Vikings a chance to no way. Didn't happen. Well, I still even don't understand what that call was on. But Brandon Staley, out on, on the Chargers, I don't know how he still has his job. I mean, every time I play Madden and I try to rack up some yards when I'm up by, like, 30 points, they always say, oh, but the Patriots-Falcons game, the Falcons kept on passing. You know what that happened. So I don't know why, why he can't take from that game. But he ran the ball eight times in the second half. Look what happened. They didn't keep the clock moving. Jaguars were able to come back. We've seen it a bunch. That's the recipe for you to lose a game. Abandon the run and go to the air because you see them scoring and you think you got to put up points and you might not have a passing game that can just connect like that. It's it's all it's all in the moment. These guys freeze in the moment and they don't realize like, hey, like you have Austin Eckler, run the ball. I got Austin Eckler. If you look at the averages, he's only averaging four yards carries, mostly good on the receiving yards. Run the ball. Then give it to Joshua Kelly. Run the ball. You got to kill the clock. Like, it's it's not like they had, uh, you know, Rashad White. Like, run the ball. Run the ball. And I understand that, you know, in this NFL, but that's how, like, literally, that's what we always see. In the NFL, when, when we see these comebacks, it's because these guys abandon the run, which kills the clock, and they go to the air, and they give teams chances. And that's how they throw interceptions, or that's how they have quick three and outs, and there's still enough clock for teams to come back. Um, Trevor Lawrence deserves a ton of credit. He grew up in that game from the first half to the second half. Like I'm sure he went into the locker room and looked at those grown men who didn't want their season to be over, and he realized he had to play better because he was selling, he was giving the game away single-handedly right away, and he came back and did what he had to do. I enjoyed that game a ton. That was that was another great game this weekend. The NFL is undefeated. And last thing, shout-out to Kenny Galladay. Great block yesterday. Great block, Kenny. Kenny G with the big boy, big boydom. Blocking. All right, I, I can't really catch that great, but I, I, I lift, and they're going to find out about me lifting these weights. I saw that, and that... I think that is just enough for Giants fans to kind of like not even worry about anything else with him. Like, I think that his teammates like him. I've, I've heard that he's got a good personality. He works hard. Maybe he's not baby Tron like he once was, but you could put the guy in the game and he's putting somebody on on their back. That was uh, that was great to see. Maybe one more one hand catch. Where's the Eagles? I let, again. The, let the Isaiah Hodgins make all the catches. That guy is captain of the hands team. The way he, he he grabs the ball in the air, like, he's all hands. He's he's great. So Lesson in life. Anybody from the Bills is good. Coach, someone in the practice squad, get what you can from them. And that's what I'm talking about, culture and pedigree of some of these organizations. They don't just draft anybody in, in Buffalo. And even guys on their practice squad can score touchdowns in the playoffs. And that's why, the, you know, the first caller that I took talking about Wink and Kafka getting interviews from the Texans, the Panthers, the Colts. You're going to leave New York and you're going to leave this team that's in the playoffs and what you're building here to go be head coach somewhere where the Colts fired Frank Wright. Like I, I could go on and on about why like those destinations aren't necessarily greener pastures. Yeah, that money is great and all, but like these guys are these guys are pros. Wink has been around for a while and Kafka's just getting started. Um, I think he's going to want at least another year, maybe two, with Daniel Jones calling this offense.
Right, Keith. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Josh. Let's break it down. We're uh, about halfway through the 12 o'clock hour. I've only got 90 minutes left, but I want to talk to the Giants fans. Uh, honestly, I wasn't really like tweeting or anything, but I love that game. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call, local guys. Like, what what a Sunday for Giants fans. I saw multiple Giants fans post that they were crying, and good for you. That is a great feeling and an unexpected turn of events one year to the next. Keep McPherson on the fan. I will be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Talk about Giants playoff football here on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. This show will be over fast, so call me up, 877-337-6666 if you want to talk football. Giants fans, the Giants are moving on, Cowboys fans out there, the Cowboys are moving on, and we're getting ready for this next weekend coming up. Like It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit fast. I hope this week flies by, honestly. That was too much fun. The NFL is king. Like There's so many narratives, right? Like Damar Hamlin and the Bills. DeMar Hamlin will probably be on the sideline Sunday in Buffalo. They need some juice. They need something because I don't know what they were doing in uh, that game in the second half. And and at points in that game against the Dolphins, I'm like, is this for real? But, uh, you know, they won the game. They did what they had to do. 
And, you know, DeMar Hamlin is the main story. I saw, you know, they had to sign up America's team. Sure, America's definitely rooting for the Buffalo Bills. But now they get the Bengals on their home turf. You expect to see DeMar either on the big screen or in the building. It's a 3 o'clock game on Sunday. The Bengals are suspect. The Bengals are suspect. And they just lost their left tackle, uh, Jonah Williams. Uh, He dislocated his kneecap, I saw. That's not good. What were they saying about the Bengals' O-line last year? It was shaky the whole time. And they revamped it, and they're still shaky. And uh, Joe Burrow and those guys are super confident. They talk a lot of smack. They talk a lot of trash. They almost got beat by the Ravens. And J.K. Dobbins comes out and says, we would have won if we had Lamar. And I should be the guy. It shouldn't be Tyler Huntley going over the top from the one-yard line. You drafted me, I should be the guy. I even took number 27 so I could be the guy. Like that old number 27 used to hand the ball all the time to. Nope, you are not him. Sorry. Ravens lose, and they were supposed to lose because we need Lamar Jackson to force his way out of there. They got to be so mad that they don't franchise tag him. They don't sign him long term. Lamar Jackson put out on his Instagram today. It's funny how, like, I love that, like, <laughs> in in modern day times, right, we have social media, and these young athletes use it. You know, I looked up to a guy like Derek Jeter, who he was so private about everything, he would have never been on social media. It took him until, I don't know, seven years after he retired to start using social media. But a guy like Lamar Jackson, after his team is eliminated, after he's been out for six weeks, after... You know, he wasn't there to help him win a game that they could have won if he was there. He puts a post out that says, when you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. You have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. These young guys with their cryptic messages and their subtweets and their posts on their Instagram stories, like you're not talking to a chick, Lamar. You're talking to the Baltimore Ravens who drafted you who you said on draft night, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me if they pay him. And I thought it was very interesting how Michael Vick came out and said, oh, I played a whole season on a sprained MCO. Put a brace on it. Lace up and go. It's like, whoa, 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 Mike. We're not doing that anymore. (laughs) That NFL you played in is long gone. We are the NFL that pretends to care about players' health and safety. We had a traumatic event with DeMar Hamlin on the field a couple weeks ago. We care about players' health and safety, but that's why we're having a Monday night game and we're going to send the winner of this Monday night game across the country to go play in a game on Sunday and get a less less, uh, rest as the guys that played on Saturday. They don't really care. It's about TV and money, and uh, these players want their money. And if Lamar Jackson isn't going to get his money in Baltimore, I am hoping that he comes to the Jets and the Jets pay him. Uh, You will see me in a number eight Jets jersey in black. Uh, what's his name? Elijah Moore can go. <laughs> he can get up out of here. He's probably gone anyway. I saw something today about you know the, the Jets wide receivers and their usage. The only one they really got to keep is the rookie. And they need to get a quarterback so that rookie can actually be one of the top receivers in the league. If you get a decent quarterback, Garrett Wilson becomes one of the better receivers in the league right away. I don't know. I've got too much to say. I've got too much in my notes. I took a ton of notes through uh, Wild Card Weekend, but I don't have enough time tonight. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Jerry 
out in Rockland on the fan. What's up, Jerry? Keith, let's, let's go. Let's go. What a movie. We're moving on. What a movie for the New York Giants and their fans. I mean, I, I've watched this whole season closer than any other Giants season, and it just kept going and evolving. And it was a team that people, every, every and myself included, wanted to count out. When, when they couldn't get off the mat and they tied against the commanders at home and they hadn't won a game in the division and they hadn't won a game in December. Yeah, you I, put them with the Jets. I heard you saying I made done. the mistake of looking at them like the Jets. I'm like, these guys aren't going to the playoffs. But you know what? That shows you. Those coaches and what they have preached – they got off the mat, they got healthy, and guys didn't give up, and they fought. And look where they're at. Yep. Keith, let me ask you. First of all, I got to tell you, I love your show. You're great. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. What do you think the keys to victory are on Saturday? Oh, man, let's get into it. I can't wait for this game because, I mean, as, as, a, as a Dallas fan, I, like I said, I hate the Eagles. And I'm looking at the Eagles like this. They weren't dominant in Week 18. Right? right against Davis Webb. So there's some of that familiarity right there because you played them two weeks ago. They weren't crisp. And the whole thing is about Jalen Hurts. Remember, um, Micah, Parker, Mike, Micah Parsons came out on a podcast and said, is he the MVP or is it the system? And then we saw Gardner Minshew, and so people said, oh, that team goes because of Jalen Hurts. Well, let, let's see how good his shoulder is. Let's see how ready to go he is because as it currently stands – He's only played one game in like five weeks. And right. there's something to be said about rust. There's something to be said about momentum. The Giants have all the momentum. They just played a game where they had to play all four quarters and take that game. And now they get to walk into Philly, which is just a short ride down the turnpike and uh, face a division foe and get some payback. Right. Giants fans are definitely looking for revenge. And I think that the Giants are confident because their third string guys went toe-to-toe with their first-string guys, the, the Eagles' first-string guys, and I know it was the last game or whatever, but the Eagles were playing for something. They were playing to secure the one seed. They were playing to get their quarterback back in a rhythm, and that game was closer than most people expected. So when the Giants match up against them, I think they're also going to be facing a different Giants team, right? Throw that game out from Davis Webb. That's not the, Those guys aren't going to be the same guys on the field. Throw out and they the were game. missing pieces in their secondary that first game around. Yes, throw out that game, that 48-point game where they got smacked at MetLife Stadium. All bets are off. It's the playoffs. I, I have a drop on WFAN. I said it's, it's always wild. It's always crazy. It's always unpredictable. And just the fact that, like, this is North Jersey versus South Jersey. North Jersey are all Giants fans. South Jersey's all uh, um, uh, Eagles fans. It's going to be loud. It's going to be packed. There's going to be a, gonna a be local rocking. feel to it, and I think yeah. it's any man's game because these guys are sitting on the couch. So they got to get off the couch, and they got to get amped up for a game. The Giants are already amped up. The Giants have been playing. The Giants are, quote-unquote, playing with house money, but I don't even think it's that anymore. I think they believe nah. in themselves. Saquon Barkley looked yeah. determined, right? Daniel Jones is unflappable. The kid is he's unfazed. He's the same. Whether they win, whether they struggle, whatever, he's the same. The and moment now, doesn't get to him. It doesn't yeah, get to And him. now when you're in the playoffs, that's exactly what you need. I don't want to hear that they don't have receivers. Isaiah Hodgins is an NFL receiver. He's now getting his shot to show the world what he can do. And I already said the defense is legit. Like, that front, that front for the Giants has to get to Hurts. If they get to Hurts... They can rattle him. He's a short quarterback. Bang him up. Bang him up. He's hurt. Make him run. Tackle him. Hit him. Like, yeah. 
I think it's going to be closer than people think. And uh, right now, the Giants are seven and a half point dogs. Like, I, I think they got to put another chip on their shoulder and say, hey, hold on. They expect us to lose by a touchdown. We, we're not that far. We don't have to fly there. We just got to get on a bus there. And uh, this, is a, this is a rivalry. This is a familiar foe. I think they're ready to go toe-to-toe against them. Like I said, stop A.J. Brown. If you can stop Justin Jefferson, you can stop A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, the two Penn State running backs, Miles Sanders versus Saquon Barkley. Saquon will have his his day. I'm, I think watch watch out for Saquon to have more rushing attempts and more rushing yards against their defense. They have an all star team. Wink Martindale gave them respect first time around, so they you know they have a ton of Pro Bowlers. But I think there's just something to be said about walking into that environment after a bye week and after your quarterback has only been your quarterback one out of the last like five weeks, like. They got to really ratchet it up. The Giants are going to just walk in there ready to go. Walk in your trap, take over your trap. I think they picked a great song as their little playoff theme song. Yep. All right, Keith, thank you so much for taking my call. I love you. Let's go Giants. Let's go Giants. Get the win. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Cowboys fan who grew up hating the Giants. My older brother was a Giants fan, so that's where it started. And my friends were Giants fans, so there was always some kind of back and forth and beef. And also when I was younger, you know, 2007 was rough, 2011 was rough, but I don't hate the Giants now. I'm on WFAN, and I watch this team, and I've covered this team, and I just have to step out of my own fandom and take a look at the NFL. They're the best story in the NFL. Brian Dable is coach of the year. When we went into this season, they were... There were, there were people legit down on both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones as far as not wanting them to be on this team, not believing they could do it. And those guys went through a lot. Injuries, uh, Daniel Jones with the turnovers, and they just kept fighting, and they just kept working. And now they're in the playoffs, in the divisional round, going to face a team, right? And I know uh, Craig and Evan were doing that. You know, the Eagles have never beaten a team three times in one season. They've never had the opportunity. But that is another layer to this. When I talk about the Giants our way and history repeating itself and this is what they do, I'm a Cowboys fan. I just cited 2011 and 2007. What happened in those years, folks? The Cowboys won a division. They beat the Giants twice. And then once we got into the dance, it's a new season. All bets are off. Walk in your trap, take over your trap. Chris is in T-neck next up on the fan. KM in the AM. That's me. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I love football, and like this, these last three days have just been fun football to watch, to bet on, to talk about. I, I've been off since Friday, but uh, I'm glad I, I got this little episode in tonight. Um, I wasn't sure. I thought I was was like I didn't know if I was going to be on or be on before. I thought I would need to get hammered for this Cowboys game just to get through it. But luckily they didn't, uh, you know, S the bed. Luckily what, they were what frauds. the Cowboys do. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no. They, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media about, about uh, Prescott choking, but didn't look like it today. No interceptions. You know how refreshing That's... it is to watch a game and he doesn't throw a pick? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> That's what Daniel Jones had to do. That's why he's been playing better. He's not turning the ball over. 
Daniel Jones's HIM, this kid is running the ball. There was a drive where it looked like, like I used to be this quarterback in Pop Warner and even in high school, where it's like the quarterback is just running the ball every play, right? You know when you're when you're seeing like high school teams that don't throw that much, but they have a good running quarterback. That's what oh, the yeah, offense turned in with Daniel Jones. He was running the ball every play. I'm like, give him a breather. I felt bad exactly. for him. I've been there. Like, hey, can we can we hand it to Saquon? Can, can we give the guy that had eight carries a couple more carries? Because <laughs> our quarterback's about to get hurt, and we need him. Oh, he took that. Like, they folded him backwards. When he's oh, he's doing these QB sneaks, he's getting killed. He He was literally folded in half the wrong way. But, hey, man, I just wanted to say you are fantastic. You you should be on daytimes. I don't know if you like the nighttimes, but you you kill it. I just like being on. I just like having a job at WFAN, being able to talk sports on the radio. I don't mind the nighttime, uh, but our days are you know, pretty solid. Oh, yeah, I listen to the station all day. I think we've got a, a great lineup uh, morning to night. So I'm glad that there's even a spot for me, but thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. And I just wanted to say with um, – with the Giants' play calling, you, you kind of notice, you said it before, they're playing with house money, but the trick play, like the Statue of Liberty play they did with Brita, yeah. I was like, what? I haven't seen this so, all so, season. I mean, I had said that going into this game. I said, listen, this is when you go into the bag of tricks because there is no tomorrow. Uh, and there's no film on it. And that too, right. They can't, they can't game plan for different formations and trick plays and motions and Statue of Liberty, whatever. I, I, yeah. I liked it. I liked that they, they were getting crafty and they weren't afraid to go for it. Go for it on fourth down. Like, there's no tomorrow. Go for it. You already went to Minnesota and played a, a good game, but not good enough and lost. They cleaned up the penalties. They, they looked more sound. They were in control of that entire game. I think the Vikings were a little shocked. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. My best friend's a Vikings fan, and he said before the game started, he's like, I don't think we're winning this. And you felt it at the end of the last game, even though we lost. Had the Giants gotten the ball in overtime, they were scoring. Yeah. And, we, we could do ifs, ands, or maybes. But and that that's why I'm saying coming. this is a different team than in the beginning of the year. In the beginning of the year, this is a team that would just keep it close, hang around, and try and steal it late. No, they're putting up 30 points now. They know what to do now. They've got enough yep. guys that can can get it done with these play calls and these formations. 100%. But, hey, even though you're a Cowboys fan, I appreciate listening to you every night. Thanks for the call, Chris. And I appreciate y'all not holding it against me. You know, I was talking to Spike, and uh, I told him, I was like, listen, bro, you know, like, it's one thing with the Yankees and the Mets. It's another thing with the... Knicks and the Nets. Obviously, I'm a Yankees fan, and there's a different uh, rivalry there, and I stand on it. I'm a Nets fan, and the Nets have been, you know, uh, disrespected and treated like little brother or whatever, and now they have the superstars, so I stand on it. But with the Cowboys, I, I don't bring any bravado to the air with the Dallas Cowboys. That would that would be foolish. <laughs> People wouldn't listen to my show. They, they boo me off. They'd be like, what is this guy on? The Cowboys haven't won anything. Like, the Cowboys are celebrating tonight. Their first road victory since 1992. I was three going on four years old. The Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since I was in the second grade. I've seen them with this one and done, I think, four times. Maybe five. I don't know. Suppress memories. So there would be no reason for me to come in as a Cowboys fan from the time I started to now and act like there's anything I could say to New York Giants fans who have literally 
watch the Giants beat the Cowboys on their way to winning Super Bowls, and the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in 26 years. Hey, Harvey out in Dix Hills, my guy, good to hear from you again. It's always a pleasure. I uh, doubled that other caller that said you had a great show. Obviously, I love your show, as you probably know. So. Thank you, thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, before I get to my Giants calls, uh, I congratulations on the on the Dallas win. Uh, but I, you know, following uh, the team, the Dallas Cowboys, in my mind, they can either lose twenty to three or go to the Super Bowl. They seem to be the most <laughs> depends on who you get. Right. Team I have seen in many years. And you know what? They lost to the Commanders last week. Exactly. So exactly. So we we kind of thought that they would have a bounce back this week. I I'm not sure. They they wore the blue shirts. They won, and there was a thing about the curse of the blue shirts. I'm glad that didn't hold true. There was also a thing about them playing on grass. They'll have to play on grass again against the Niners. But like being honest, if they lose to the Niners, they lose to the Niners. But the Niners are a juggernaut. Like when when I watch the Niners play, they have they have a stacked defense and a bunch of weapons on offense. So we'll see what team shows up for the Dallas Cowboys. The only thing I have that I'm hoping on is like. Brock Purdy is due to lose a game. He's 6-0. and He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's a rookie. At some point, he's got to revert back to being an unexperienced player and look like that. Maybe if he's introduced to Micah Parsons a few times, that'll happen. But you know what? I'm just happy with football. I'm happy with the NFL. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I am a football guy. I played football in college. Like football, I wouldn't you you wouldn't be hearing me on WFAN if I didn't go to school playing football and get a scholarship. How do you think? Why, why do you think the first time I called you? Because you're you were a high school quarterback and played in two colleges. Yeah, Dave so it's just like it's Monmouth, a part of you me. You got a lot of knowledge up there that I like to pick. I don't like to pretend like I know more than anybody else that watches, but like it is a part of me. Like football changed my life. Like I literally don't think I would have gone to college and graduated and even. Have gotten through college, like you gotta, you gotta have a 2.0 GPA uh, to play football, and they're checking on your grades and your teachers and all that stuff. They're making sure you get through. So, yeah, football uh, was a huge part of my life. I love it, and watching Super Wild Card Weekend and gambling on it and having people over and uh, you know being able to come on WFAN after the Cowboys win tonight, it's a good time. Yeah, well, sports are sports are good. You know what I do? It. I don't want to go on the, on the air, but. It's sports are very good for me because you get you learn discipline, as we talked about last time. But you know this uh, before I get to the Giants. You know I think the whole NFL should start looking about how they scout quarterbacks. You know I don't know how many. Maybe you can look this up one day. How many Mister Relevance actually made a NFL roster? And this guy's starting in the playoffs for God's sakes. And there are so many teams looking for rookie quarterbacks. Somehow I don't know if he was in the combine. He didn't get drafted. I know that. I mean he was drafted the last person in the draft. So. Somebody's got a somebody missed him, right? A lot of people missed him. A lot of people missed him. He played at Iowa State with Brees Hall, who yeah. everybody knew Brees Hall because he was a monster. The Jets took him and and he even fell. It's because he went to Iowa State, right? Iowa State is a school where it's like, you know, they're not necessarily cranking out NFL talent. Um he's a small kid. He literally looks like a kid. I was calling him NFL young boy. He looks like a baby. Like when you see him coming off the field, it's like who let this baby on the field in this uniform? He's doing the like selfie for the 49ers social media, and he looks like a 13-year-old kid. Younger, he looks younger than Zach Wilson. But you know what? He's got mechanics, he's got poise, he's got moxie, and it's just football to him. That's what I was telling someone about him recently. I'm like, he the moment isn't too big. 
this is clearly a football guy. I think he was a four-year guy at Iowa State. He's chilling. He's not worried. He's just playing football and having fun. Well, look, why do you think Gettleman, Gettleman scouted him at, at, uh, at Duke? There wasn't, an NFL, there wasn't an NFL prospect on that whole Duke team. So yes. this guy said he fell in love with him, and uh, now I believe him. I mean, I, I did from the beginning. I mean, uh, he loved the guy, and so did the Giants. So, you know, you can pick quarterbacks out of small schools. You can pick him out of James Madison. You can pick him out of Monmouth if you scout him correctly, as you know, because you're a quarterback. So I want to talk about the Giants. This is, you know, I game plan. I try to game plan every game, uh, especially the Giants. And quite frequently, I'm not successful, but I, I make a crack at it with my notes and trying to figure out what they're going to do. But I did talk to you before the uh, uh, before the playoff game, and as as I uh, review, you know, very quickly, is that. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the blitzing of Martindale is given. You know, uh, Barkley's running is a given. Jones's running is a given. I didn't feel that the Giants had a chance to beat the Vikings unless they opened up that offense, as I told you. Because as, as you and I both agree, uh, you, you have, it's, it's balance. It's uh, stretching out the defenses because uh, it increases separation, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't believe all year. I didn't believe this notion that the Giants didn't have any receivers. I think, I think it's ridiculous. I think it was actually uh, controlled. It was a controlled offense by, by Dable and his staff. Uh, because he didn't have maybe confidence. Uh, these receivers, it's like a mishmash of receivers. But I think that that's what they got to do to beat the Eagles. The same thing. They've, number one, they've got to use their receivers, tight ends and wide receivers, in certain, in certain ways. And uh, they have to uh, actually make a way to uh, to increase the, the you know cover their receivers like they covered uh, um, they they covered uh, their receiver because of the fact that uh, uh, Justin Jefferson because they double teamed them and what was amazing about that is that they were able to double team them and they still covered so these are the kinds I think the Giants have to do to beat the Eagles and I think they can I, I really do do you agree? I certainly agree. Thanks for the call, Harvey. We got to break it down. But what I'll say is this. It's a new season. It's a new team. It's mano y mano now. They're going to gear up and get ready to face each other again. All bets are off. What we saw in the regular season does not matter. Keep McPherson on the fan. I've got one more hour. Stay with me. I'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.